Chapter Eight of the Sunbonnet Babies in Italy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. The Sunbonnet Babies in Italy by Eulalie Osgood Grover. Chapter Eight Pirates. Next morning, Molly and May were awake early, watching the busy boats come home after a long night of fishing out on the deep sea they ran down many steps to the shore where the tired fishermen were hauling in their nets and counting their catch the big nets were then spread out to dry later in the day they would be carefully mended and made ready for another night of fishing their father told the children how amalfi was once one of the most important towns in europe it sent its ships far away and did more trading with distant parts of the world than was done by any other city but that was eight hundred years ago soon amalfi was overcome by the people of pisa who were jealous of its power and trade and two hundred years later a terrible storm and earthquake swept away nearly all of its fine beach and harbor leaving only a small group of houses clinging to the steep mountainside so amalfi changed from being one of the most important towns in the world to one of the least important except for the beauty of its location thousands of people from all parts of the world still go to amalfi every year but not to buy and sell they go to enjoy the wonderful sunshine and water and mountains which make this part of italy one of the loveliest spots in the world the sunbonnet babies were sorry when people said they must go on with their journey they wanted to stay and watch the women who were washing clothes in the river and they wanted to follow the steep narrow path which led away up the mountainside some women and girls were coming down this path bringing large baskets of fruit on their heads but Pippo told the sunbonnet babies that the best part of the drive was still ahead of them, and he was right. The road took them first through a short, dark tunnel, not far below the monastery where they had spent the night. It then clung to the sides of the steepest mountains the children had ever seen. Wonderful stone bridges led across deep gorges, and dark tunnels took them inside the mountains. On one of the bridges, which crossed a great crack in the mountainside, the sunbonnet babies begged to get out of the carriage very well said Pippo. you will see an interesting old fishing village in that gorge what a fishing village in that dark place Pippo? exclaimed may yes said Pippo. but only a few fishermen live there now their houses are really only caves in the mountain wall it looks as if pirates might live there said molly do you suppose they will come out and steal us if we take a picture of their gorge i'm going to try it anyway you need not be afraid said Pippo. there are no pirates here now but once upon a time they probably did live here the gorge was a fine place to hide in before this road was built it was hardly twenty miles from amalfi to sorrento but it took four hours to drive there the road finally left the shore and climbed up over the green hills that separate the gulf of salerno from the bay of naples it led through large vineyards and through groves of orange and lemon and olive trees until at last it reached the beautiful town of sorrento but Pippo did not stop his horses until he had taken his party to the prettiest and quaintest little whitewashed hotel in the town the nicest thing about the hotel was its garden it seemed as if all the fruits and flowers molly and may had ever heard of were there growing in this garden the owners of the hotel peeped under the big sunbonnets and said well well i think you belong in my garden run out and pick all the oranges and all the roses you want 
find the prettiest spot in the whole garden and a little round table shall be set there with a tea-party on it for the two sweetest little girls in italy such a wonderful time as the sunbonnet babies had during the rest of that sunny afternoon they skipped along the shaded walks they picked handfuls of lovely flowers they filled their skirts with the ripest and biggest oranges and then they sat down on a low marble bench and sucked out the sweet juice the place which they chose for the tea-party was way at the end of the garden where they could look out over the lovely bay of naples as they peeped through the high iron fence they looked straight down at least a hundred and fifty feet to the blue water softly washing the rocky shore below a delicious supper for two was set on the small round table then molly served may to rice and chicken and may served molly to cakes and ice when they went to bed that night they both agreed that it had been the happiest day of the whole journey but the next day brought new surprises of which they hadn't yet dreamed first they explored the lovely old town of sorrento and decided this was the place where they wanted to live always only the promise of a ride on the wonderful blue water of the bay made them willing to leave sorrento even for a little while how shall we get down to the water's edge molly asked as they stood by the iron fence looking down at the blue water so far below them i will show you the way said a brown-eyed italian boy come with me then he led them to a hole in the ground and down some steep winding steps when they reached the bottom of the steps they were in a great cave close by the water's edge several rowboats were lying in the cave and two small dark-eyed men were standing nearby molly was sure this was a real pirate's cave when one of the dark-eyed men put her mother into his boat and pushed it off into the water she burst into tears oh father she cried they are carrying mother off in that boat they must not they shall not she ran toward the pirate stamping her feet very hard and commanding him to take her mother out of his boat she was not crying now she was very brave she would save her mother and all the rest of her family from the dreadful pirates as the small dark man looked at her a smile came into his brown eyes then he threw back his head and laughed a long merry laugh i am really not so bad a pirate as you think i am little girl he said after a moment i have lived five years in your america but i wanted to come back to my sunny italy i like the way you take care of your mother i believe you are brave enough to stop a big ship out there on the bay and climb aboard her just as a real pirate might do oh no i am not said molly i am sure i am not well let's try it said the man your father and mother are willing i am sure you will not object if your little sister does not now may was clinging to her father's hand looking very frightened indeed if you are really a good pirate said molly at last and if you will not let anything happen to us we will go with you but you must take good care of my mother i promise you i will said the man but remember you must be as brave as pirates and do as i tell you i am the captain you know so they obeyed their captain and got into his boat the two men then pushed the boat out of the cave pulling hard on the long oars the waves were really quite high for so small a boat to ride over but molly and may sat very still wondering if they really could be as brave as pirates they were thinking so hard that they did not see the small steamer coming down the bay until it was quite close to them then molly said excitedly oh captain captain 
is that the ship that i must stop that's the ship answered the captain you must stand right up here in the bow of our boat and wave your handkerchief hard when the captain of that ship sees you he will know you are commanding him to stop his boat but will he really stop it asked may he wouldn't dare not stop it answered the pirate captain he knows me and when i tell him to stop he stops how exciting cried molly as she stood in the bow of the boat waving her handkerchief he's doing it he's stopping his ship cried may of course he is said her captain now we must row our boat close up to that big one and you must all climb aboard her oh we can never climb up on the side of that big ship exclaimed may see how our boat is tossing about we shall be drowned tut tut you must be as brave as your little sister said her captain i will try to be brave said may and as their small boat tossed up and down on the rough water close beside the taller ship she was very brave the sailors quickly opened the gate on the deck and pushed out a short gangplank two sailors then ran down to the end of the plank and held out their arms to catch the little pirates as they climbed aboard the ship molly and may never knew just how it was done but in some way their captain swung them from his small boat up onto the gangplank of the big boat and the sailors held them fast their father and mother came up safely too and even the travelling bags were put on to the steamer they were hardly aboard however when the ship began to move the sunbonnet babies looked quickly over the deck rail to see why their pirate friends were not with them they have left us exclaimed may they were rowing back to their cave again sure enough the two men were pulling rapidly away from the big boat towards the shore when they saw the sunbonnet babies waving to them they smilingly took off their caps and called adieu little pirates be brave and have a happy time end of chapter eight pirates